The Obituary Show, presented by Barry Ferns. Dennis Battenberg. Dennis Battenberg, a national treasure, a charismatic ambassador to the natural world and, ultimately, a tragic victim of his own all-consuming ambition. Dennis Battenberg began his broadcasting career in the late 1950s as the producer of popular pioneering programmes such as Atomic Weaponry for Children, Women and Their Brains, and the groundbreaking There Is No Such Word as Goo 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 Guru. But his passion was for the natural world, and this passion would soon seep not only into his professional life, but also into the consciousness of an entire nation. However, in the 1950s and 60s, Battenberg's obsession with the natural world was a source of great professional and personal tumult for Dennis. Sarah Pashley, an early romance of Dennis's, reflects. He would not stop talking about the natural world. He preferred the company of animals and foliage to people. For a time, he carried a badger called Timothy Dalton around with him in a satchel, consulting it in meetings and speaking furtively with it in toilets. He even managed to get it listed as an associate producer on the sequel to There Is No Such Word As Goo 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 Guru. People think that credit belongs to the modern Timothy Dalton, but no, it belongs to a badger. A badger. And it was soon apparent to anyone that worked with Dennis that working with him was also working with the natural world. He always brought some kind of plant with him, you know, even just a small cactus or something. There was a time when he used to weave ivy into his chest here. Like, how do I know that? It's just something I know. You know, saying that though, he was a total professional. Like, he would never let any foliage creep into view during shoots. But like, for the second project, he even had suits for the camera crew woven from a living moss. I know, it's nuts. It was horrible. Like, it looked okay, but it was a tweed. It was a bitch to wear. That was the world we lived in then. You know, you either wore mossy underwear, you didn't work. Fucking times have changed. These days you'd never get a job. You'd never get a job where you had to have your underwear checked by an assistant producer before you're even allowed on set. Guess it's for the better. You know, health and safety and all that. David Sneep there, who later became Dennis's dear friend and Dennis's pharmacist. Naturally, it wasn't long before Dennis's passion for the natural world took root in his career and, in fact, took it over entirely. By 1975, Battenberg had produced five encyclopedic yet hugely popular series of wildlife documentaries, and he had made several world records in the process. I was incredibly proud. He was the first Westerner invited to perform the fertility ritual of the Up-Up-Up tribe of Papua New Guinea, throwing 2,000 kittens into an active volcano, a rite that is today recognized as the reason for the extinction of cats in Papua New Guinea. 
inhabitants of the island of stunted children, formerly Paradise Archipelago, refer to cigarettes as Dennis's, dressing as him on feast days. It is illegal not to own a badger in honor of the naturalist, a law that has decimated the population through the spread of tuberculosis. Battenberg's success and popularity continued into the 80s and early 90s, culminating in his stunning would-be swan song, The Land, Sea, Animals, Fish, Trees, The Lot, a 49-part epic detailing every creature, plant and habitat on the planet. Its scope and passion were matched only by its technical innovation. Critics gushed that a more triumphant exit for the beloved filmmaker could scarcely be imagined. Yet despite his advancing years, as longtime friend and cameraman Lowell Splantiff remembers, Battenberg's reservoir of ambition was far, far from dry. I called Dennis the day after the first episode was broadcast, you know, to congratulate him. The reviews were already out and they were sensational across the board. I said, congratulations, Dennis. You've done it. The big one. Finally, you can rest certain of your name in posterity. But he dismissed me immediately. Lowell, he said, when are we going out again? At first, I didn't understand what he meant. Then I realized, and I I couldn't believe it, he wanted to make another series. Dennis, I, I explained, there's nothing else to film. We've covered every single creature on the planet. All of life on Earth. He was silent for a few moments. Then he hung up. After that day, he never spoke to me directly again. Though I subsequently learned he'd started paying people to come round and try and convince me they'd discovered a a new type of animal. A fact that led to the breakdown of my marriage. And subsequently, my mental health. After this, Battenberg disappeared from public view. Counselling interviews and book signings, he instructed his agent to deal with his public affairs while he retreated to his isolated farmhouse in Lincolnshire, more specifically to the converted hay barn in the farmhouse. Low splantiff again. Uh, I had heard rumours about the barn. It was just a ruin the last time I'd been there, but yes, I'd heard the rumours. It wasn't long before the video footage began to surface on YouTube. This was the footage that Dennis Battenberg shot himself in the hay barn. Uh, Can you describe it? I I mean, who hasn't seen it at this stage? For the purposes of the interview. For the purposes of the interview, Dennis was filming imaginary new animals, which he had crudely constructed from papier-mâché. He used stop-motion to animate the models, and in, in the final edit, he added his own iconic voiceover style, naming the animals and describing their behaviours. Uh, uh, there was, I mean, people will know this already, uh, there was the goo-goo-goo-guru, uh, the feppled billet, uh, Queen Philip's bird, the land shepney, the pob, the short kinty, the long kinty, the medium-sized kinty, the surprise by its own size kinty, just dozens more kinties. The sea wallet, the Wi-Fi bird, the cottage fist, and... Um, and... Uh, and the sea cunt. Modelled to look... Um, well, to look like me. 
What baffled Splantiff and the others was the crudeness of the fake footage. Battenberg had access to millions of pounds in royalties and he could easily have drafted in a movie-grade CGI team to lend a verisimilitude to the fraud. Instead, he was there trying to convince the public that these almost Wallace and Gromit-like images covered in still wet wallpaper paste were real-life animals. It was insane. It was actually insane. And it was then that rumours began to abound about his drug use. One of the last people to see Dennis alive was David Sneep, his pharmacist and early collaborator. Yeah, I'd been supplying Dennis with drugs ever since the Moss days. For me, I'd started selling drugs to kind of supplement my early career at the BBC. At that time, the role of a BBC producer was unpaid. You are just kind of expected to live off your inheritance and work there as a kind of public service. That's what everyone did at the BBC in those days. So, I took up drug dealing to get by, but Dennis was mad for cocaine. I loved this stuff, and never really seemed to have any negative effect on him at all. I've seen people really struggle with drug addictions. If I'm honest, I've always kind of felt a bit bad about selling drugs to addicts, but you know, you have to earn your keep. Anyway, Dennis, he was my favourite customer. I mean, at the end he was being affected, if I'm being honest. Yeah. He went proper tonto. Started telling me I was his favourite badger and asking could he carry me around and meet the other animals. The other animals were just these little paper models, all kind of wallpaper paste. You know, there's wallpaper paste everywhere when you went around there. It was just everywhere. It was all the walls, the ceilings covered in wallpaper paste. You were standing in it. At first I didn't know what it was. It was weird. It was all just kind of white and sticky. And at first I didn't think it was wallpaper paste, you know, if you know what I mean. But then he got me to taste it. And it became clear that it was wallpaper paste. And his workshop, or zoo, as he called it, uh, it was kind of like this strange vortex by the end. It was just all this mad genetic mutation wallpaper paste paper mache creatures. It was a bit scary. And all this while he insisted I was a badger. Like, I'm not easily scared. I've done things. I've been to war zones, guys. But that scared me. Not the badger thing. I really didn't mind the badger thing. I quite like badgers. You know, they're all stripey. They smile at you. They eat spins and stuff. But I guess after a while it did kind of piss me off, you know, because, well, like, I'm not a badger. I'm a human being. It's my right to be treated like a human being, not a badger, because I'm not a badger. And by the end, he stopped talking to me unless I was dressed as a badger. And that's when I just cut off all ties. It was, you know, it was too much. And you know what? I'm never dressing as a badger again, not for anyone, not now that he's gone. So don't ask me, because I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do Stop uh, asking, mate. I'm not doing it. Drug-induced behaviour or not, we will never fully understand the nuances of Battenberg's strange fake animal and badger compulsion. After the video fakes became an internet sensation, his once-revered name became synonymous with ridicule. The verb to Battenberg even entered the worldwide lexicon, meaning to falsify in a manner so blithe as to guarantee discovery. Although in Papua New Guinea, it is still mostly synonymous with lung cancer. And so he retreated even further into obscurity, so much so that many of us had heard nothing from him until the press release last week containing the sad news of his death. Undaunted to the end, his last words are said to have been Fearful of both water and air, the slinted yaya makes its home in the bubbles of hardened mucus secreted from its own cloboscus. He is survived by his 142 children. Dennis Battenberg, 1931 to 2020.
This show was recorded at Angel Comedy Club upstairs at the Bill Murray. It was written by Barry Ferns and Mr. Samuel Healy. It was edited by Josh Barker and Barry Ferns and featured the voices of Lynn Ruth Miller, John Maher, Alistair Beckett King and Barry Ferns. It was a Barry Ferns production for Barry Ferns by Barry Ferns for Barry Ferns. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Obituary Show. If you liked it or would like to help make more, you can for as little as $1 a month by going to my Patreon page. Patreon members get exclusive rewards if you'd like that as well, like early scripts of each episode and extra audio tracks that weren't used in the final edit. Or if you're that way inclined, you can even design a death yourself or become part of the episodes in other ways. You also get exclusive access to all my other fictional worlds and can find out what else I do, like videos, live streams, comedy clubs, events. I do many, many things. Essentially, if you like what I do, please be my patron. Essentially, be my Peggy Guggenheim. Or to put it another way. All I'm looking for is a Peggy Guggenheim. Be my Peggy Guggenheim, baby. All I'm looking for is a Peggy Guggenheim. Be my Peggy Guggenheim, baby. All I'm looking for is a Peggy Guggenheim. Be my Peggy Guggenheim, baby. All I'm looking for is a Peggy Guggenheim. Be my Peggy Guggenheim, baby. Yeah, exactly that, I think. And here, passing us slowly on the ocean bed, we can just about make out the disturbing shape of the sea count. It is one of the most solitary of marine creatures, barely aware of its surrounding habitat, and unable to maintain even the most basic of relationships. It's never been caught on camera before, and I hope sincerely that it will never be caught on camera again. And other than the sea count, we are lucky enough to be able to present to you, in this our final series, the Kinty Billet, the Nose Cozy, the Thirsty Kinty, the Tasty Face Frog, the Kinty Kinty, the Button Bird, the Cancer Slug, Moses, the BG Bird, and another three sister species to the Sea Cunt. Bye forever.